0: Hey everyone, Chris here. I'm excited to announce our contest for May the 4th, 2018. One lucky listener will be the winner of a free t-shirt of your choice from the Silhouette Zero T Public Store. To enter, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, then email SolZeropodcast at gmail.com to tell us your Apple Podcast username. It doesn't matter when you left the review, so if you already did it, you're still entered to win. Or, if you want another way to win, send out a tweet saying why a Star Wars fan should listen to the show with the hashtag Star Wars and podcast. Make sure you at the show Twitter account, at SilZeroChris, that's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. All entries, review or tweet, must be made by May the 4th, 2018. And yes, you can enter twice if you want. Good luck, and may the Force be with you. Hello, and welcome to Silhouette Zero presents Mystery at the House of Rutabega, a steampunk Genesis adventure. I'm your host and GM, Chris Ng. And I'm the
1: brother, the player Matt. (laughs) And And I'm the brother, the player Matt.
0: (laughs) We are continuing on in our interlude episodes while we continue to sort out the gremlins at work. (laughs) I don't know why I'm being you. Um, so last week... Were together it was the year 18 xdx <laughs> in ultraverse london two individuals down on their luck percival q stalwart illusionist extraordinaire and his ward crumpet have booked a very important gig for the countess rutabaga it is london in summer summer means the season where young men and women go about trying to marry each other off You are currently wearing a very fine tuxedo provided by the Countess Rutabaga. You are sitting outside the house at a small table that was set up for you and Crumpet in order to eat. Um, Crumpet ate his fill a while ago, uh, and then he scooped the rest into the Crumpet case. A little invention. That he came up with, it looks like your briefcase, but it is full of little serving dishes, so <laughs> he can take leftovers. He
1: basically invented a Tupperware.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, steampunk Tupperware. But Crumpet is not with you, he's off doing a little deed for you. He'll be back in a moment. Um, how did you feel when the butler, uh, Cauliflower, made you sit outside and eat? Oh, quite alright. So, it's uh, falling into evening... Darkness approaches. Your performance is scheduled uh, after the family has their main dinner. And uh, over drinks in the parlor is where you will be plying your trade. And as you contemplate these things, Crumpet runs in. All right, Mr. Percy, uh, I got all the notes for you. Notes? Yeah, well, I thought instead of, of saying it, I might write it down. He tries to show you a piece of paper... Uh, it's, like, misspelled everywhere. But this is normal for you. Uh, you want, of course, to be a mentalist. So you have Crumpy go in and learn as much about everybody beforehand, and then you get a summary report, and then you use that so that when you first meet, quote-unquote, <laughs> you know things that they should that you shouldn't know. Perfect. Uh, so I will copy and paste these to you as I read them aloud. So the first is that uh, the Earl Ruebega, he's the... Uh, the lady Countess Rutabaga's husband. I think he's sick because uh, he stays upstairs in the bed all the time and he won't be coming down. And I think that's common knowledge because nobody seemed very surprised about it.
1: Mm. not worth much, but at least I won't say anything about him.
0: Uh, and then of course there's the lady Rutabaga. Uh She's the one that hired us, so, so you know her.
1: Yes, the Countess.
0: Right, uh, she's wearing a purple dress. Um, And then there's Lady Emily. Uh, Lady Emily is the Countess's daughter. Uh, She's real young and kind of pretty. And she's wearing a purple dress, but don't get them mixed up.
1: Don't worry, I can tell age apart.
0: Oh, and she has a really shiny necklace.
1: Ooh, how shiny were we talking about?
0: Uh, Shiny enough for me to notice. Noted. Uh, and then uh, uh, there's three young gentlemen who are, I think, here to call Lady e. Emily. Ah, uh, the got, suitors. Yeah, uh, there's Mr. Olive. He's fat and short, and he's rich. As they
1: are wanted to be.
0: Uh, and then there's Mr. Leek. Uh, he's tall and lanky, and he's even richer, from what I could figure. How do you figure? Um. Well, it's the way that Lady e. Rutabaga talked about him, you know? It's like she didn't. Prefer Mr. Olive that much because he was um, uh, the son of, uh, of a cornet. A cornet. Yeah, that's what she said. A cornet. Like the small horn. Uh, that's what she said. Hmm. And then uh, she preferred Mr. Leek a little bit more because uh, he's he's the son of a count. Um, but then there's there's the last one, Mr. Mr. Eggplant. Ah uh, he's he's really the most handsome of the three, and I think he's also the richest um I don't think he's very keen on Lady Emily, but uh Countess Lady Rutabaga, she's really keen on on them marrying, you know
1: what's his upbringing?
0: Oh uh, I think he's the son of an earl
1: ah that would be very comparable good for the name
0: uh right yeah i thought I thought so too um
1: after all an eggplant and a rutab- rutabaga get together, you are in for some salad days.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> you. Okay. Um, then there's uh, um, there's a couple of older folk. Uh, there's the Dowager Countess Parsnip. Uh, she's uh, she's older and she's wearing a blue dress and she's got a lot of jewelry on her.
1: Would you say they are as shiny as Lady El- Emily's?
0: Oh. Definitely. Uh, we definitely want to try to nick that stuff, although she's touching it all the time. So I don't know if she's going to really notice if we take it. She probably will. Right. Oh, and then uh, there's a man with uh, orange and white hair. Uh, that's Colonel Carrot. Uh, uh, he's he's wearing a monocle, and he's got a big old shiny metal on his chest, but he has a gun. Well,
1: that's fine. We can't do much with a medal anyway. After all, no one will believe that you've been in the military service, Crumpet.
0: <laughs> uh, and then there's there's uh, two more people. Well, okay, there's a few more people. Uh, there's Miss Flair. Uh, she's American.
1: American? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. But, but she's
1: not part of the entertainment.
0: No, Mister Eggplant seems really keen on trying to marry Miss Flair. I think Miss Flair looks very rich, but she talks sort of funny and. I don't know. There's something odd about her.
1: Well, we can't help the fact that they're not as learned as us, Crumpet.
0: No, but I think it's like, like she's hiding something. Oh. Yeah, but I can't figure what. It's just there's something about her that's sort of mysterious and odd. Oh, uh, and and then anyway, uh, there's of course James the footman and the cauliflower the butler. Oh, I, here's his watch. He's mean. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and there's one more person. That, um... Now don't be mad. You know I can't make any promises when you start like that, Crumpet? I know, but Mr. Percy, if you think about it, it's just like, you get so worked up, and then your cheeks turn red, and you start sweating, and it's not great for the performance.
1: Crumpet, I'm already starting to get
0: worked up. (sighs) Runcible Cabbage is here. Cabbage? How did he get in? I don't know, sir, but they seem to have been happy to see him.
1: What? Oh, Cabbage is a cunning man indeed.
0: So, um, I think they're ready for you. Do you want me to announce you?
1: wish you would just leave us alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think now is a good time. Let's save them from Cabbage.
0: So you follow him in. You head up the stairs toward the parlor. You wait in the servants, uh, you wait in the servants' stairwell. Ladies and gentlemen, all fine folk of fine people. Um, presenting the master of illusions, the diviner of the arcane, the seeker of truth, the possessor of knowledge, the wandering soul of wisdom, the one and only Percival Q. Stalwart.
1: And I stroll in very deliberately
0: as a polite clap. Oh, uh, is this the of the other illusionist that you procured for the evening? Says uh, Lady Parsnip. Yes, uh, I did procure him. I didn't know that you were also going to bring Mr. Cabbage. Uh, Mr. uh, Mr. Stalwart, uh, are you and Mr. Cabbage acquainted?
1: Yes, I am familiar with his tricks.
0: Mm, Good evening, Perry. Very nice to see you.
1: Cabbage. Percival. Uh, (laughs) Lady uh, Lady Parsnip, I am Percival Q. Stalwart, the primary illusionist here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh he already knew my name very very impressive and, and not too ostentatious you know too many people in your trade rely too much on ostentatiousity i quite right
1: which is why i'm surprised to see cabbage here
0: oh but, but mr cabbage is the the master of the understated don't you agree he certainly understates a lot of things oh come now it wouldn't do for us to stand around and ask all illusionists to speak of each other's abilities in front of us now. It's let's, it's let's rather back. Oh, you're such a stuck up fool, Lady Rootbaker. Ha 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 Do you go to meet anyone else?
1: Um, I would like to approach Lady Emily.
0: Lady Emily looks extremely nervous. Um not as pretty as I think Crumpet was uh, claiming her to be. Maybe more on the plain side. Very pale, very kind of cakey makeup going on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she offers a hand sort of in an attempt to be demure, but it looks more like a limp piece of lettuce.
1: Um, I do a very, very sweeping bow hand kiss.
0: Uh, a pleasure to make you acquaintance. I'm Lady Emily.
1: Lady Emily, the pleasure is entirely mine. I am Percival Q. Stalbert. It is a great honor to be here on such a prestigious evening as this.
0: Uh, you, you flatter me with your presence and your performance, I'm sure. Uh, thank you for your expertise. You
1: are as lovely as you are charming. And I'm sure that any man here will be more than
0: lucky to have you. Oh, oh. She looks very embarrassed now, uncertain what to do.
1: And, of course, I am, as always, quite sorry to hear about... Is it Lord Rutabaga? Is that how you refer to him? You you do refer to him as Earl.
0: Uh, You could refer to him as the Earl.
1: Ah, okay. I am, of course, quite sorry, as always, to hear about the Earl's poor condition, of course.
0: Oh, um, thank you. Uh, Papa has the best doctors. I'm sure he'll be better soon.
1: I just wish you could see this performance for tonight.
0: Uh, I'll be sure to tell them all about it.
1: Thank you. You're too kind. Anyone uh, else? I would like to approach uh, Miss Flair.
0: Miss Flair uh, definitely knows how to dress the occasion, but you're not quite sure how you can pick it out, but she definitely looks American. Maybe it's because there's a little bit extra frill on her clothing. Uh, there's maybe just too much life in her face. You're not sure, but uh, she is having a good laugh with Mr. Leak and turns to face you as you approach. I sense something about you. You are indeed
1: American. Dare I say you bring a certain flair to this occasion.
0: Oh my, now I do hope you've got better tricks than identifying a southern accent.
1: Any points for knowing your name?
0: Well, I i assume many people know my name around these parts. I come here every season, of course. Oh,
1: of course. <laughs>
0: You can roll something if you want to try to get an edge on um, figuring out why she would come here every season.
1: Um, maybe like a deception.
0: This is more a knowledge.
1: Oh, a knowledge. Yeah. You know. Oh well, I've I've got no additional ranks in knowledge.
0: Okay. Uh, just two purple.
1: Two green, two purple.
0: Failure and an advantage. Um, you don't know it precisely why she would be here, but. You get the sense that she enjoys the attention she's receiving right now.
1: Gotcha. I must apologize, Miss Flare. You do find me at quite the disadvantage.
0: Uh, do I now, Mr. Starbuck?
1: I imagine that a woman such as you find yourself in this position quite frequently.
0: Perhaps I do, and perhaps I don't. What a
1: quaint way you have of not answering questions.
0: <laughs> Almost as <laughs> quaint way that you have as... Of... <clears throat> Almost as quaint as the way you go about trying to be a mentalist.
1: Oh, I am no mentalist by trade. Simply a hobbyist. Illusions are my strong sort, are my strength. After all, I'm not Percival Q. Stalwart the illusionist. No, I am Percival Q. stalwart master of the arcane arts. Uh,
0: Crumpet, sensing that you need an illusion is very close by.
1: <laughs> I do like a little hand signal that we have that means like something small
0: (laughs) uh okay so you can roll crumpet's mechanics it's going to be three yellow against two purple
1: three success two threat
0: you do a slight gesture and out from your sleeve and into your palm appears cauliflower's pocket watch (laughs) oh mama now isn't that the butler's
1: watch it certainly is it's amazing how much time he has on his hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she looks over across the room where Cauliflower is standing and is very noticeably impressed. Well, I do believe that I'm going to find my evening's affairs quite entertaining then.
1: I certainly hope you do.
0: I do hope that you can put on a better show than Mr. Cabbage. Oh,
1: that's hardly even a question.
0: Very good. Now, if you excuse me, I need to freshen my drink. Of course.
1: And, of course, I would like to pay homage to Lady Rutabaga.
0: Oh, you already talked to her. You're fine. Oh, today. I did. Okay, I'm good? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Parsnip and Rutabaga were sitting next to each other.
1: Yeah, there's really no reason why the entertainment should be going to talk to every single person in the room. Um, so, I think I'll call it there.
0: Okay. So, um, Lady Parsnip stands and uh, gathers attention. Now, this is only a friendly competition, of course, but we thought it might be amusing if if both myself and my dear old friend, Lady Rutabaga, would come forth and see which of us could procure better entertainment. So I'd like to present to you my new friend, and hopefully yours, Mr. Principal Cabbage. With a polite applause. I clap once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good evening, good evening, um... I'm very pleased to be among your presence tonight. I'm wondering, I know you are all grown, mature adults, but do you remember back to your storybook days, the tale of Jack and the Beanstalk? No. It's a, it's a very <laughs> Classic tale. What's he talking about, Mr. Percy? His book of
1: lies, Crumpet.
0: A book of lies? How come they all know about it?
1: Because a lot of people are full of lies.
0: Ugh, I hope I never read a book of lies. Don't worry.
1: I'll make sure you're kept well safe.
0: Well, yeah, because I can't really read, You can read quite fine crumpet. I'm really not thinking I can, sir.
1: For someone that says that, you seem to be able to pick out which food you want by the labels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, now, in in the tale of Jack and the Beanstalk, and Cabbage is walking about with a little pouch, there's a, a tale about magic beans... These magic beans, of course, are, are the primary motivation for the story. Because without them, Jack never goes on his quest to defeat the giant. <laughs> now, I am, what, I'm a new sort of man, uh, the type that I like to call a vegan, uh, someone who eats cleanly, lives a clean life, a clean body, clean mind, clean soul. He's going around handing everyone a bean. Uh, would he you stole like one that, of that line from me. <laughs> would, you like, would you like a bean, Perry?
1: Can I do a quick skulldogger to see if I can just procure one already?
0: Yeah, go for it. Uh, it's going to be against a uh, purple and a red.
1: Three yellow versus purple and red. Success and an advantage.
0: All right. What do you do? Oh, don't worry,
1: Cabbage. I've already got one from your little pouch.
0: Oh, oh very good, Perry. Very good. Would you like one, Mr. Crumpet? Um, I got
1: one for the boy. <laughs> Hold on a second. That's my That's... advantage. <laughs> We have a rule. If I eat, he eats.
0: Oh, thanks, Mr. Percy. Of course. All right. Uh, Now, in the tale of Jack and the Beanstalk, of course, these magic beans grow in the moonlight. And I have for you today the very same magic beans. Please hold them tightly in your hand. Do you do so?
1: Hmm. I think I would. I want to really try to figure out his trick.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, of course, who can remember back to the tale of Jack and the Beanstalk? Um, which, what was the main ingredient that made the beans grow? Lady Emily of... says.
1: <laughs> I muttered to myself, "A cutload
0: of crap." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was moonlight. Oh, yes, very true, very true. Of course, we are indoors, and there is no moon out tonight. So, unfortunately, these beans will not grow, or. Will they? He reaches into his pocket and holds out a silver coin. This, a sliver of the moon itself. I roll my (laughs) eyes. (laughs) It was very, very difficult to procure. Very expensive. But I have no qualms sharing it with such fine folks as yourself. Now behold, the magic of the bean! There's a flash of light. Like a flashbulb going off. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is shocking in your time, because such things don't exist. And uh, in your hand, you start to feel the beans sprouting, and little bean sprouts are curling through your fingers. Core. Now open your hands, ladies and gentlemen. You will see the magic beans have begun. Oh, 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 oh. everyone's looking at their sprouting beans. Now I've had Mr. Cauliflower. Uh, Prepare some small pots for you so that your beans will continue to grow and hope that you will leave them at your manners and think of me fondly and of the tale of Jack and the beanstalk. Uh, clap, 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 clap. And uh, James the Footman is going around collecting everyone's sprouted beans so he can go plant them in the planters. <laughs> I'm hastily trying to pull off the ropes. <laughs> 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 Uh, Do you want to roll something to try to determine how this trick works? Yes, please. What would you like to roll?
1: I would like to roll Skullduggery, but I don't think it makes too much sense.
0: I'm guessing Perception, I think it has to be. Okay. Uh, Perception, two red.
1: (laughs) I'm going to flip a steam point. (laughs)
0: All right. We had three steam, two smog. Now we're at two steam, three smog.
1: So that's uh, two green and a yellow versus two red. Success!
0: What you notice is that the bean sprouted exactly at the lines of your fingers, which means that it must be photosensitive of some sort. Mm. It's the light that does it. Um, You can presume that maybe if it were exposed to more light, it would grow faster, or perhaps that if the entire bean were exposed to light, it would somehow grow evenly you are not sure how he has come about these odd beans or if they're actually beans or if there's like some sort of you know paper magic right but that's how the trick works it's the light it's the sudden light exposure because it Um, didn't react to the other lights in the room
1: i tuck it into the inner coat pocket
0: oh i really wish i had seen that trick work something about the light flashing it's not going to grow if there's no light on it, then?
1: No. But oh. it also needs to be bright and sudden.
0: Oh, that's good. Why? I ate mine. Oh, no, you're quite all right. Just
1: don't eat anything bright and flashing. <laughs> also, just a generally good rule of thumb to follow regardless, Crumpet.
0: Well, now, uh, I would like to introduce my friend and colleague. Uh fact, I, I've very much been looking forward to working with him. I haven't worked with him since Paris. Um, please, your applause for Mr. Percival Q. Stallmore. Oh, the oh, viper no.
1: hides his fangs well tonight, Crumbit.
0: Whatever you say, Mr. Percy.
1: <laughs> I walk up to the stage.
0: Well, the front of the room.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you, Cabbage. That was, that was very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for the starter, just because of the way his trick worked, I think it's time to do the sun trick. Okay. Just, uh, just because this is the competition part. Yeah. So I think it's time to do the Saharan sun trick. Now, if you remember, because of the whole triumph thing, we can do this one pretty easily now. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Once I was lost in the harsh, unforgiving desert of Sahara. If it was not for the kindness of a wizened old sage of the desert, I would not be standing before you today. And during my time with this man, he taught me one of his greatest secrets, a secret I will show you today. For you see, he told me to keep the memory of the desert strong within my heart and to never forget the strength of that Saharan sun. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, while my colleague Cabbage brings you the moon, I shall bring you the sun!
0: <laughs> Take another strain, please. Yep. <laughs> Kvroom, a miniature sun appears in the parlor of... The countess rutabaga and for four seconds it burns bright everyone must turn their faces away from the intensity of this uh sudden explosion of light and, and the gone. beans
1: did the beans grow more
0: well those beans were taken away to go oh okay it. yeah <laughs> i was just i was just wondering so um yeah so the light goes out everyone's like oh, oh, oh what kind of witchcraft is this Oh, no, oh, very, uh, very, good, very, bravo, bravo. Oh, oh, I didn't think such a thing was possible. Oh, that was grand.
1: I take a very deep, sweeping bow.
0: Um, when you look up, Cabbage is not in the room. Hmm. Too embarrassed, I see.
1: Outstaged once again by the great Percival Q. stalwart.
0: Crumpet. Uh, yeah, Mr. Percy. Where did Cabbage go? Oh, I'm not sure, sir. I was behind you when plugging in the... The battery when he vanished, I think.
1: Mm.
0: You want me to look for him?
1: You don't think he's stealing things that we were eyeing, do you?
0: I don't know. You want me to look for him? Yes, please. All right. I'll be right back. There's a a very intense debate as to which illusion is better.
1: (laughs) I am still standing there looking smug.
0: (laughs) Eggplant. Well, of course. I mean... hmm. But I do say that the sun trick's pretty good, but... I mean, creating life right in my hand. Um, I rather like the sun trick too, but it's a little intense for me. I think I prefer the bean trick. Oh, but of course the sun. Who can summon the sun? I don't even know how he begins to do such a thing. I'm beginning to wonder if he's made a pact with the devil himself. (laughs) When I thought, I really like the sun trick too. Uh, so it seems about even right now as to which trick is better. Is there anything you want to do to try to sway your vote? Perform more, like do some close-up magic.
1: Ooh, I love close-up magic.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, roll something.
1: Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to incorporate the bean in my pocket somehow. Okay. Maybe look like I plucked it from the other room, you know? Okay. Um, Definitely going to be skullduggery because it's all sleight-of-hand stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think about how to, how to set it up. Give me a second here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if it is the creation of life that was what piqued your interest, you should have just said. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and I'm going to hold out my empty hand and attempt to make it just like appear in it. Too purple. Success and a triumph.
0: The other beans were not in the room. But yours was in your pocket. And the Saharan sun is most definitely bright enough to get through the jacket pocket. Right. (laughs) So when you perform the illusion, it's like a full bean sprout. (laughs) Like, imagine your fourth grade science experiment. You're on week nine and you got that long bean thing flowing out. Yeah. That's what you now have. Not the (laughs) tiny little sprouts that came up, but it's now flourishing.
1: And so it's like I blow into my hand and I open it gently, and then the sprout appears.
0: Yeah, it's like you're blowing plant life into existence from your mouth. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh very good, very good. It's rather lots of beans this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I say, good man, do you mind if I take a look at that bean? Please, of course. I hand it to him. Colonel Carrot examines it closely with his monocle. Well, yes, it does seem to be the real artifact. Oh, I just don't know. Mr. Mr. Cabbage's presentation was just so delightful. Yes, I, I think there's only one way we're going to be able to handle this now. You'll have to come back tomorrow. Oh, of course. I'd be honored. Yes, yes. And, and in fact, we'll have to invite more of our friends, I fa- i should dare say. I dare say, indeed. Yes, uh, this is assuming, of course, you're not previously engaged.
1: My dear Lady Rutabaga... I will cancel all previous engagements for you.
0: How oh, delightful. Um you'll make the arrangements with Mr. Cauliflower, of course. Of course. Very good. Uh, if you'll excuse me, it's been a long evening. Uh, thank you very much for your for your entertainment. Deep bow and you take your leave.
1: Is Miss Flair still there? She is. I walk like I'm walking out but I'm like walking towards her first.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Now I thought I had seen everything. Better than a mentalist. <laughs> she leans real close to you, real close. I believe I smell aerosolized petrol. I don't even know how to spell the word. <laughs> Walk out. <laughs> Crumpet's waiting for you outside. He looks a little confused. Yes, boy. I don't know where Mister Cabbage went. an oh, urgent, they said. He's good at at finding things, they said. I'm really sorry, Mr. Percy. Please don't hit me.
1: I've never struck you in my life, boy.
0: I know. It's just what they told us to do at urchin school. I know, but it makes people question me. Sorry. And also, there's no urchin school. You told me to say there's an urchin school.
1: Oh, right. (laughs) It's a good one. I believed it, even. Very good performance. Top marks.
0: (laughs) He looks very proud of himself. Crumpet, um, I did nick some extra cookies on the way, um, I did nick some extra biscuits on the way out.
1: Perfect. They're all yours. You did an excellent job tonight.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Crumpet, I have a concern. Uh, What's that? That American. Oh, Miss Flair? Yes. She knew what your petrol smelled
0: like. She knew about the aerosolized petrol? Yes, that. Oh, but it took a while for me to invent that. How could she figure it out so fast?
1: I don't know, but I don't like it.
0: But you didn't figure out the electric, uh, the Tesla containment sphere, sphere, did she?
1: I don't suppose so, unless you can smell one of those.
0: Uh, Only if you can smell the burning of your hair, sir. Uh,
1: She's clever, very clever. Nothing ruins a performance more than a clever person.
0: Well, at least we don't have to perform for her again. Yes, we do. Tomorrow night. What? Tomorrow? But we just, we just used our best illusion. Oh, that. All right. <laughs> Start working on a new one.
1: It's not the only one we have prepared already.
0: I know, but I know how you are, Mister Percy. You want something big and better, especially the uh, Cabbage is going to be there.
1: You're right. That man really is a thorn in my side, and a and a, a bean in my pot.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say bean in your bonnet.
1: Oh, cabbage. That would have been so much better.
0: You just called me cabbage.
1: <laughs> I have cabbage on the brain.
0: I should have said cabbage in my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not now, cabbage. <laughs>
0: uh question for you where are you two staying
1: we probably have a small like
0: dingy rental thing like for the week you know okay so he picks up the uh crumpet case um do we have any money I i want to buy a little bit of coffee on the way home oh yes we still have a few you have a lot actually you got paid for the job oh
1: did we yeah okay we did get paid already oh crumpet This is the danger of an honest living. I have money. Try not to spend
0: it all at the pub. I'm not going to go to the pub and spend the money. All right. Well, see you later. I'm going to get some coffee and get to work on the illusion. Yes, of course. Do you need anything for the illusion? Uh, I don't know yet, but we won't be able to get anything until the High Street uh, Tinker Park Market opens tomorrow. So don't worry about it.
1: Right. I'm going to go to the pub and earn some
0: drinks. <laughs> now, remember, you have a meeting. Yeah, I know. Okay.
1: I'm just saying that.
0: Crumpet heads off. He'll be fine.
1: Oh, um, Crumpet?
0: Oh, yeah, Mr. Percy.
1: I hand him all the cash.
0: All of the cash, sir?
1: Keep it safe, will you?
0: Oh, right out.
1: The ruffian's about. I, w- hey, I watched can't... him. Oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, he opens up his vest and a mechanical hand comes out and snatches it.
1: <laughs> and I watch him um, urchin scamper away.
0: Yeah. He's running um, anime style because he's got a cookie in his mouth.
1: And probably a hand on his hat, right?
0: Hand on his hat and he's holding the crumpet case. So, yeah. Yeah. Know, run, run.
1: Uh, and if anything happens poorly tonight, you'll be fine. I have a
0: bad feeling about all this. The Peacock and Fowl. How familiar are you with London?
1: I would say extremely.
0: You've never been here before. It's kind of new, which is odd for a pub.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you don't want a new pub.
0: <laughs> but you've been traveling a bit. You just you were on an airship. You were doing all sorts of things. Uh, you're back in town for the season, of course. But this... Is... It did not used to be a pub before it was a bakery. Before that, it was a restaurant. And before that, it was just closed down. (laughs) So I don't know how you feel about this new pub.
1: A new pub? No one goes to a new pub. You go to one that has history. One that's a foundation. Peacock and fowl. Fowl is the right word indeed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The peacock and fowl is... Fairly empty, as you would have probably assumed. Uh, really, there's only a group of fellows by the door at the, one of the round tables. And the very tall man from the tailor shop waiting at the bar.
1: So I walk in. Hmm. This isn't the biscuits and business. <laughs> yeah, cause you said it used to be a bread shop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mr. Stolwell. Ah, yes. Glad he decided to come
1: well no harm in a little chat
0: especially if there's another hundred pounds in it for you Nay. Right?
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> what's your poison
1: oh um I did this cute little trick using arsenic once I didn't no. actually drink it of course but you know
0: what do you want to drink mate
1: oh um wine red probably
0: give me that a lager red wine and a shot of whiskey neat barkeep goes off to do that
1: so mister
0: he doesn't say anything
1: <laughs> what can I do for
0: you I'm just the muscle wait for the brains oh the barkeep comes back gives him the lager gives you the wine and sets the whiskey glass to the seat next to you
1: Quaint the place when did it open don't know been coming here long
0: Oh, Quincy, you do spoil me so. Miss mm-hmm. Flair sits next to you, grabs a whiskey shot, downs it immediately. Oh,
1: interesting. Miss Flair. Miss Fancy meeting you here. You know, that drink was for someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd happily buy you a drink, of course.
0: Shoot, what name did I just say? <laughs> Quincy? I think it's a Quincy. Yeah, you said Quincy. Okay, good. Quincy leans forward. Are you sure about him, boss? Oh, I'm... After tonight, I'm more than sure. I'm fairly sure, too. Mr. Starwart, you claim to be a keeper of the arcane. How much of that is true? All of it. Can you prove it?
1: I certainly can.
0: Okay, let's see here. What's a good... Well, maybe it's time to open your third eye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I already know literally the one all i got about her is that she was american and rich
0: (laughs) well roll something and maybe you can find something else out
1: okay um i guess it'd probably be perception again right sure let me see here yeah okay
0: try to be well what specifically are you going to try to figure out about her
1: um more along the lines of like who, not really who she is, but like who she really is. Like something more like, think Hannibal Lecter where it's like, you know, you, you have that accent that you try to hide so well and this and that. And, you know, the okay. little things that the little details people miss about themselves.
0: Right. This would be insight if we were playing D&D. What would that be? Yeah,
1: here? exactly. I don't know.
0: I'm going to let you do cool. Okay. That's, that's good, not good, right?
1: It's not bad. Um, it's a yellow and two green.
0: No, this is probably more. Presence doesn't make sense. It's really, more of a cunning thing.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, go do skull dog. Yes.
1: That's the bread and butter.
0: Uh, three purple.
1: Three yellow versus three purple. Failure, but an advantage.
0: The oil thing strikes you as odd. Someone so rich being so familiar with oil.
1: I place my hand on my temple and one, like, vaguely towards her face. (laughs) Please do not move, Miss Flair. For you see, it is very dangerous when I tap into the power of my third eye and pierce beyond the veil. It is a very delicate process for me to balance both reality and the beyond. Or if you could see the things that I can see beyond the veil such grim and dire things why you would go mad I see a conflict a clash of reality within hmm a woman of means and oil such a knowledge of something so industrial for someone with hands as soft as that
0: What's your willpower? Uh,
1: Two. What's she rolling?
0: Can you roll a willpower with two blue against two purple?
1: Is this a... Can I know what type of roll this is? Okay, let me just put it this way. I have clever retort which adds two threats to someone else's social check.
0: No, this is not that.
1: Okay, just that's all I need to know. So willpower and two blue versus two purple.
0: Yeah, or it's discipline, actually, if that matters.
1: Uh, nope.
0: <laughs> okay, roll it. Um, oh great, it cleared itself. Awesome. Okay, hold
1: on. <laughs> I'm like, why isn't it rolling and it deleted everything? Two green, two blue, two purple. Roll. Three success and a threat.
0: Take one strain. While you're doing your humbity-bumbity, all of a sudden you get a flash of imagery in your mind. Like, real imagery. Mm. Of her standing on oil fields while her father booms and yells about how oil is America's black gold and how it's going to keep her in money for the rest of her life.
1: (laughs) Black gold, even. Keep you in money for the rest of your life.
0: You open your eyes and she looks very curiously at you. Why well, use that tone of phrase?
1: Well, that's how you always heard it, isn't it?
0: She leans around you to look at Quincy. Quincy shakes his head in disbelief, orders another lager. <laughs> he drinks about half of that, slams it down on the bar, stands up, walks over to the four guys at the round table. Get out. They do. Or what, mate? <laughs> <laughs> He picks up that one and throws him out. Wow. <laughs> the other three go. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Starwart, what I'm about to tell you might be difficult for you to believe, although maybe perhaps a man of your uh, experience would be more open to it. I'm listening. I am, of course, the heiress of an oil tycoon from America, and I do enjoy coming here every year to collect marriage proposals. It's for funny. fun. Of course. Sort of a game I play. A lot of these fluffy English types, they got a title, but not much money behind it anymore. And there's a whole flock of American girls willing to give up that money for a nice piece of English royalty. I see. But enough about that. That's not why I'm here while we're talking. Why I'm talking is because I am a member of Soup. Soup. The Society Against Occult and Other Unlikely Predators.
1: I see. And how may I be of service?
0: (laughs) So you're willing to take that I'm part of a society that protects others against unlikely threats?
1: Of course! I open my coat and there's like a bunch of like runes and like amulets and protection and stuff like that that I've made.
0: (laughs) You feel a very strong hand on your shoulder. She's not joking, mate. We're monster hunters.
1: I'm not joking either. Five quid. I hold one up. Perfect against lycanthropes. Turns them, turns them into small dogs. <laughs> wow, I turned really Russian there. Turns them into small dogs. Good price, yes.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Silhouette Zero, folks, where accents are all over the place today. <laughs> yeah, listen, there's something going on in the house of Rutabega. Some sort of creature, but I can't tell which one of those folks it is. And unfortunately, I don't have the ability to move as freely as you might, being that you're part of the entertainment and, of course, lower class. Not a...
1: Sh- and also,
0: not a stranger in our country. That does have something to do with it. My movements are a bit more monitored, and Quincy here is not... He has a different set of skills. I see that. Have you ever heard of cable tossing, my good man? So, what I'm here to propose is that if you're willing, we'd be willing to pay you in order for you to try to find some more information. I'd be ecstatic, too.
1: Why couldn't I bring the boy? He would love
0: this. They look at each other. I'm not sure you're entirely aware of the severity of his situation. Yes, there's a monster. We're looking for it. That's fine. They look at each other again. Quincy nods. He gets up, walks to a door, pulls out a bunch of keys, and unlocks it. Why don't you head downstairs? Very well.
1: (laughs) Just so you know, I have no money on me. (laughs) I start walking down the stairs.
0: You walk down the stairs and um, nobody follows you. There's a little switch for an electric light. You flip it. There is a table with a white cloth draped over some sort of shape, but it's not a shape you recognize by any means.
1: I take my cane. I remove the sword from it. I use it to lift up the cloth.
0: Beneath is the desiccated body of the Sultan of Siam, drained of every drop of moisture.
1: Well, that was easy. Good for business and all that. <laughs> I, I put the sword back into the cane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was very bad at it, too. I'm, like, backing up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he went through the whole alphabet. He
0: wrapped around. Clap. You have to wrap around. Oh, oh. Quincy eases you all the way back up the stairs. This is no laughing matter, Mr. Starwart. He was We're a dealing. hack anyway. <laughs> We're dealing with perhaps one of the more powerful vampires I've ever encountered. A vampire? Well, nothing else is going to drain a body that thoroughly, is it?
1: I don't know. You're the monster hunters.
0: I seriously suggest you find a place for the boy a little bit further away from this nonsense because if that vampire figures out that who we are and what we're after, neither of us are going to live long. Right. However, the
1: boy is an orphan. (laughs) Look,
0: it's no matter to me what you do with this information. You tell him, that's fine. Oh, Uh, wonderful. (laughs) It's just like that Then you're just going to tell him.
1: That's a load off my shoulders. Well, no, you see, I was going to tell him anyway. But knowing that I wouldn't have to keep that a secret from you later. Oh. <laughs> uh, he sits down and, like, leans on his cane, takes his hat off and just, like, rests it on the bar next to him. Oh, just, that's just so much off my shoulders.
0: <laughs> right, well, um, if there's nothing else, I believe our business has concluded.
1: Yes, um, the 100 pounds, if you please.
0: (laughs) She looks at Quincy. Well, you told me he was poor. Thought might motivate him. She rolls her eyes, opens her purse, takes out 100 pounds, hands it to you. A pleasure. We will be in touch. Don't expect one of these every time we meet. I wouldn't, but he said there would be one. (laughs) They leave. What are your final thoughts?
1: Um, Percival thinks he knows exactly who it is has very few doubts in his mind and will be pursuing his one thought aggressively.
0: <laughs> and we will have to see who Percival has accused next time on Silhouette Zero Interlude Mystery at the House of Rutavega. Uh If you want more of our shenanigans of whatever this... Banter is around here. Um, (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at ingdaydreams, or you can follow the show Twitter at SilZeroChris.
1: If you want to follow me, follow me at SilZeroMatt. That's (laughs) S-I-L-Z-E-R-O-M-A-T-T. SilZero.
0: Like the temperature in Siberia.
1: (laughs) Much colder than you think.
0: Um... You can check out more of our stuff at StillZeroPodcast.com for episodes, GM notes. Also, I'm doing a blog series on how to do your own actual play podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you can get my thoughts on that. So until next time,
1: send us a coffee at ko-fi.com.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. Slash till zero.
1: Still Zero.
0: Oh, and uh, the Patreon episodes for Force and Destiny have been updated. You can check that out at patreon.com slash sellzero. Just get access for a dollar.
1: Ça c'est tout. Ne t'inquiète pas. Ce n'était pas trop cher.
0: Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> the sun trick is very good, but... Hold on. What was that accent? I don't know. <laughs> the sound trick was very good. <laughs> the sound trick was very good. My name is Bjorn, and the sound trick was very good.
1: Oh, don't make fun of them.
0: I wasn't making fun. of them. I was just saying that's what the sound. That's what the accent sounded like. Mm. Sorry, I've been not to for an hour. I gotta like. Okay.
1: The sound trick was very good, but <laughs> the sound trick was pretty good.